Hi, welcome to Sawnet Radio. This episode is the 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign, Doors. Last episode, the kerfuffle in the cells was resolved. Bleak made a good show of resistance until the guards came back in and Gareth Goulden managed to magically bind him somehow until he agreed to come peacefully. They sat down for a nice breakfast and a chat where Gareth laid out the situation that 37 people in total had been taken from the city and that they could not pursue officially because of some legal complications. He told the party that a rescue mission had been staged and had departed to convince the local population that things were being done, but that they would actually stop once they were out of sight of the city. He then offered the party rewards to take part, not least a full pardon for the murder of Boatman Barnes and his associates, but also individual considerations. The last scene in that episode was Bleak being taken down for his half-up-front payment, as was his standard. He was led to a room where he saw his brother in a feral state, seemingly transformed into a beast with a man shape. This episode starts as Bleak returns to the group. If you want to get in touch with us, it's swordnutradio at gmail.com. That's swordnutradio at gmail.com for your emails. And if you want to get in touch on Twitter, it's at swordnutradio. And if you send us a random fact, we will give you a shout out on the show because we love your facts. On with the show. Hi, I'm Adam A. I play Gimbal Gallo Glass, an inhumanly small bard. Hi, I'm Biddy, and I play Rue, a human warlock. Hi, I'm Tom. I play Karahad, a dwarf fighter. Hi, I'm Mike. I play the half-breed Malorn. So they were gone maybe two minutes. Um, I would like to say I haven't returned yet. Yeah, okay, so you're, you're going to stay a bit longer now. Nothing that you could do in that room would make any sort of difference whatsoever. Okay. Okay. And, and you know, if you want to add stuff within the confines of what's already happened, then you can do that. That's fine. But uh, you cannot affect anything in that room. That's fine. Yeah. I can't gleam anything more or what you have. Yeah. That's fine. In character, we were just chatting about it then. I was just confessing to the fact that I was glad that was over because I was trying to play the hard man because I knew I couldn't show weakness, but at the same time, I knew it wasn't going well. <laughs> well, yeah, well, what would have happened if he was impressed? Mm. Yeah. The question is, chaps, what do you want to do? You're in a room. Gareth has come back in. There's a short delay. Lane came back in. Malorn has not yet come back into the room. On his arrival, uh, Gareth will simply say uh, that he has given orders for your uh, papers to be completed and they will be they're brought along. How long are you going to be? Well, I think I'd want to stay there for a while. Five minutes, ten minutes, half an hour? Hours? But I know I can't stay there, so I'll wait in there until someone comes gets me. Okay. So, seeing as he's not come back in, obviously Gimbal's just going to say to uh, Gareth. Gareth, where is Bleak? And he looks over at Lane and Lane says... Personal time. Dirty bastard. He'll come, <laughs> he'll come up when he's ready. And uh, Gareth looks sort of slightly doubtful at that. Just looks at Lane and says, uh, Do you see that he's ready soon? So that was Lane just sort of, yeah, alright. Told off. Within about five minutes, a, a page comes in, the same page you had your harp, and he uh, comes in, he, uh, he's sort of got a couple of short pieces of paper. They're not like big scrolls, they're just about, you know, sort of sort of six by eight kind of size. Um, and each one of them is is very much a pro forma thing and uh, your name is at the bottom of it. There's the, the bit of uh, your name is pardoned of the crime of, you know... Fill in, yeah. fill in name here. Yeah, the murder of blah, 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 on the date of, and it's signed and witnessed. It has uh, the Baron's seal on it. And it'll say to you, we shall uh, wait for your companion to join us and we shall retrieve your equipment. We wish you to be away quickly. Is there anything you would like us to provide for this journey? We will, of course, provide food and equipment for the journey. I would assume you'd wish to travel light. We have planned for this. I just out of character for a sec. Would he have the ability, or is there the ability to upgrade items or anything of that sort? Like a yeah. plus one hand crossbow and all that stuff now? Mundane items, yes. You, you don't get any magic. Can I get like get better crossbow bolts and probably more like that? Or uh, crossbow bolt is a crossbow bolt. It's a shank of metal on a piece of wood. 
Okay, so I can't change like the the head of the bolt or anything like that. Or? No, what alchemy is that? Okay, no, just just checking. Yeah, you're not, you're not. No, it's it like yeah, like you know, um, flaming arrows and all that sort of shit. Uh, you could get specific flaming arrows, but they're generally not shot from a crossbow. Um, there, there is actually a specific little cage head. You put a little bit of um, material soaked in, in fat or something. Okay, um, so it's again out of character. If we're in combat and there's something on fire, can I kind of like wrap it onto a crossbow bolt and fire it? Yeah, it would give you a, a negative to fire because you're dragging at the bolt on anything other than short range. Could he freeze one of my bolts, fire it, and then whatever's affecting the bolt affect that? No, because that is, uh, he would just make it colder, not supernaturally cold. Yeah. What you're talking about is is being able to cast something as the focus of the spell. So if he had a familiar, he could, um, he says he had a touch spell, that he had to touch someone and they would just die or whatever. He could cast that spell through the familiar. <clears throat> and that's that, that is that me- mechanism. But it has to be a relationship that is, you know, that his familiar is a oh, special right. thing for There that. is potentially the option, there is a spell I think that I can learn which allows me to empower stones and I can pass these out to anyone and then when they throw them it gives the same effect essentially as like <coughs> a fireball or something like that and I suppose you could interpret There is a crafting that. system in-game in, in <clears throat> for creating magic items but at the moment it is so far beyond any of you. Okay, then I just just checking for what, what I could actually grab off him, but it's fine. So you could, if you wanted a specific fire arrow heads, you could get those, but you'd you'd have to sort of spend some time putting them across my bolts. Okay. So you can get some spare bolts and get some spare things, but it's like to do the work would take a few hours, but you could do it like over a night at a campfire, like do do three a night or something like that. I'd like some new clothes. I think we yeah. all would, to be mm. fair. Yeah, I think we. You know, our wardrobes to be upgraded, essentially. I actually, actually, I want exactly what I'm currently wearing re- recreated, just in better materials. <laughs> we do not have the time. However, I did think of such an eventuality, and uh, you will find uh, a change of garments reasonably uh, similar to your attire. Your equipment um, has been cleaned. Uh, it looks at Gimbal. Your interesting jacket has been cleaned because you're, you're, you had leather armour. Which is actually like plates sewn into your stuff, so it's inobtrusive. Your more unique items have been cleaned. I've washed my bandana flag. And another question: mm-hmm. coating stuff with poisons and stuff is that allowed? You find a poison yeah. Brilliant. And if I was to make my own poisons, how would I go about doing that? It's like you could ask for some now. This man is setting criminals go. Okay, so I have a run of his stores then. You don't have a run of his stores. You make request. Okay, cool. Just one. So yeah. Um, you could make poisons that would be a nature check while you're out and about to find uh, poisonous, you know, things. Mushrooms, berries. Okay. Yeah, it would be a thing. Frogs that, to lick. You're cross while you're cross uh, doing cross country stuff or while you're camping. You would. Yeah, okay. I have to read up on that then. As well, someone else is hunting. Um, as part of the rest, you could possibly, you know, do some foraging. Foraging. Yeah. Okay. Can I make a request from for Lang? Lang is it? Knuckles. Knuckles Lane. Knuckles Lane. Um, as we're walking back up, I'm going to be very specific with him and say, so I need everything that you have on six people that are, that are missing, especially the priority. And I need to know where they were last, like, the, the, everything they have. Last details, where they were, who they were, who they talked to last, anything like that. I need it yesterday. I need it very quickly. And we're to set off straight away. We don't have time to make inquiries, but what we have now, we can give you. Okay. Also, I need certain things from Gareth's store, poisons, some other knickknacks as well. Does everyone here know how to ride? I, I'm guessing you're all going to learn very quickly. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is just before you get into the room, um, and he's going to, uh, when you say you know, sort of poisons, uh, you know, as, as he opens the door for you to go in, He's just gonna smile, like yeah, and and, and nod a bit, like yeah, of course you would. <laughs> um, and he's not actually going to the room; he's gonna uh, leave and uh, go off. So the rest of you, you, you want in clothes, you want in the uh, bleaks back in the room. Gareth's gonna stand over and say, "Now that we're all reunited, shall we depart?" Yes, immediately. So he takes you out of the room, takes you downstairs, 
Um, there, there's another one of these sort of subdivided rooms. This this seems to be uh, a, like a general stores area, but not where all the barrels and stuff are. This is like not quite the armory. It's it's sort of you know where people would stage. You see what I mean? So there's, there's tables out for laying equipment on. For that. And all of your stuff is there. Um, you have new undergarments and sort of base clothes, essentially. That's all pretty standard fare. Rue, you, you have... Uh, what are you wearing at the moment? Pretty much just my picture that I sent through to you, so kind of like... Dark. Cape with a bit of more dark. Yeah, dark, very dark green. Okay. colours with kind of <clears> like a brown leather up like leather armour. Okay. On top. And In fact, <clears throat> let's go around. So you've, you've just... Uh, you've kitted up, you've got everything back on. Let's go around, because we haven't done this yet. And I want everyone to describe their characters. Carahad. What, what does Karahad look like? A bit strange, really. He built like a wall, but we're in common clothes uh, with some leather armour. The sort of greys and browns. Yeah, yeah, just earthly clothes, you know, in tone. Looks a bit beaten up after everything he's been through. And looks a bit strange. <laughs> just doesn't look like he really fits in. Sort of more the look on his face, or is it like the set of his jaw, or like that? It's more, yeah. It's more just the set of his jaw, just the just his, the way he's built, and just the with everybody he's with. One of the things that's interesting about Karahad, for you to know, is physically you are kind of non war dwarf. Dwarves are quite square; they're short but they're wide, so mm. they weigh more than a human. Um, imagine sort of just the, you know the, the the human weight kind of squashed down a bit would make you wider, but they're wider than that, so they're quite noticeable. Uh, the set of the hips are different. Um, the heads tend to be a little kind of on the square side. Um, it, you know, in the, you know, we we have an angle, but they have yeah. a little bit more of an angle. You are almost cubic. You know, you are you're okay. very noticeable in that. Your eyes are quite wide apart. Would you like a new shield? Yeah. Like battered? Well, we did. I did mind use mine a lot in that fight with uh, Barnes. Yeah. So, yeah. It's up to you. You know, it's, it's usable. But it's uh, you know, uh, you, you have access to Dented. a new one if you want. You know, you, you want a metal one. Uh, do you want to you know, get a metal one? There's, there's no bonus for it, it's just, just flavour. Well, they'd build on the story from before, yeah. Okay. A big tower shield. That's the size of you. Yeah. <laughs> the fights can... just stand behind. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, you can get a pervis if you like, but you won't be able to use your longsword with it at all. Okay, no, I... If you want a bigger sword, you, you, sorry, if you want a bigger shield, I'm not going to let you use a longsword. Uh, no, I like the shield and the sword combat. So yeah, yeah, keep it the same size. So how are you, how are you seeing this? Is it like domed, like a Captain America type shield, like a rotana, or is it like flat with a boss in the middle? Um, I do like the dome one. It's a good idea. Just just a, a yeah. solid dome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is kind of like bent wood, um, uh, steam bent wood. So um, at the moment you have simple leather armor. Leather armor, yeah. yeah. Um, that has been replaced. With off-the-shelf kind of armor for you. Um, it's still leather. Uh, it's going to be studded leather for the um, the purposes of the game. And uh, essentially, it's it's like your old stuff, but it's got the odd kind of steel plate riveted to it on the inside. Okay. So it's slightly more flexible in some places. It's thinner leather. It's not as protective leather, but the uh, there are, there are plates sewn into it or you know, uh, riveted onto it. Okay. That's Great. going to get you. Um, so your AC is now 12 plus your dexterity modifier. You've gone up one. I was going to say, because we didn't actually, we only uh, went up a level last time. We didn't do armor class or like spell casting or spell save or anything last time. Well, spell save DC has not changed. Right. Your armor class doesn't change with level. Right. It changes with equipment. Okay, up to 15 on the AC then. Okay. Up to 15. Okay. Uh, your spell level is 8 plus the spells, uh, sorry, is 8 plus your proficiency. It would be, and plus your ability modifier. So it's, it's 8 plus your charisma modifier plus 2. And so it would go up at level 4 when your proficiency bonus goes up to 3. It's, it's, it does stay really flat, is the thing. But most of D&D, &D, 5e, stays pretty flat. Cool. An AC of 15 is, 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 is a fairly impressive thing. So, uh, Beard, no beard? No beard. No beard. Clean shaven? Yeah. Do you look young? Do you look old? What's, what's the... I reckon... Because he's got all this older family, um, he's he's the young one. Short so, hair, long hair. Uh, short hair, short hair. Fresh faced. Bit um, innocent. Yeah, yeah. Um, as compared to, I've pictured his brother as being someone who's older, who would be, you know, have a beard, and, um, mm -hmm. has more tales to tell. Mm -hmm. 
you have a distinctive accent as well, which is the accent you actually have in life. Um, because that is the accent of the area Damworth where it's from with the two Ds at the end. Which I, I did kind of think of as just being Wales, as you know, being the valleys. Um, it's miners and, and living players. And you've moved in country with a, with a gold rush. I think that's given your backstory. So it's a bit of a gold rush. So your family is like maybe first generation. Okay, okay. Um, so your parents might have moved. You might have been born here. Maybe, I don't know. It's up to you. Bleak? What's Bleak look like? He wears leather armour that mostly covers his his chest. It come, It's like got, like it comes across here. As like so the, towards the, um, the breastplate? Yeah, as a breastplate. And then underneath it, it's like a, it's, it's leather again, but it's a very, like, a, like a slimmer leather, like a thinner leather to cover the torso. Then the belt with a, comes around here, which holds my so short it's, sword. Uh, it's it's a belt that um, has a, a drop section. So it's a belt it's, around the waist, and then there's a section. Yeah, the yeah, there's a drop section that Harry's my is it scabbard and whatever you call my yes. long sword. So you have a what sword is it? It's a long sword. No, sorry, it's a short sword. Short sword. Short so sword. it's a single-handed sword, which is sort of the blades about the, the length of your um, forearm and hand. Yeah, and it, it hangs on my left side, and. On my back, there's like a kind of like not a, like how a gun holster would be, but it holds two obsidian daggers, and the hilts are not the hilts. The is it a hilt that you hold? Yeah, the hilt. Yeah. They are abnormally long. They're quite well. long. Yeah, like like, like, a, like an like an antler or something. Yes, yeah, so almost as long as the blade as well. Okay. Okay. Um, I usually wear a cloak, and it comes into like a it comes here over here, and it can go over. Here. So, so it's, it's a clasp at the neck. Yeah, clasp at the neck. Yes. Is that decorated at all? Yeah, it's like a it's like in a pyramid shape, and it's got like little notches in it. Okay. So uh, you're wondering what his daggers look like. Bleak's daggers look very much like Rue's arrowhead, in that they are obsidian, or you wouldn't necessarily know the word for obsidian, but it is uh, black glass, and it's um, or it looks like it, and it is it it looks like it was blown or cast. There are chips out of it, like a stone tool would have. But it's like the blackest thing you've ever seen. It's like when you look at it, you're not quite sure it's actually there, kind so of thing. So it doesn't even does it reflect light? At it, all? It's it, matte. Then. Yeah, it, it's matter than matte. Kind of like a hole, in just yeah. A black it, hole. It, it, if I hold it up to you like that, you would think there's just a hole. In, like in reality, it, it's that. And the only way you can see it is the outline, and on one of them, there's like a chip in it, and it, it's casting light up. Just okay. slight imperfection. Yeah. Room. They're about six foot tall. Not particularly muscular or well built or anything. Just a bit, you know, skinny. Uh, not very imposing. I wear very very dark brown boots, which are almost so darkly brown that you'd think they were black, but they're not. Pants, uh, kind of like a brownish colour, then like a dark green tunic over the top of it, long sleeve tunic that goes down past my knees. I wear a very dark charcoal grey cloak with hood. On the inside of that cloak are lots of little pockets and little pouches and stuff, so that's where I keep most of my my items. I have a, uh, a brown leather satchel, which I carry a lot of my other things around in, that I'm not quite so secretive about, and uh, some brown fingerless gloves. I also have an obsidian item, and it's an arrowhead. I used to wear it on a piece of thong around my neck, but because it was always just permanently sharp, I was forever accidentally slicing my chest on it and cutting myself with it. So the armour that I wear is dark brown leather, like my boots, and it just kind of sits over my shoulder, over, over my chest, over the top half there, and just kind of comes down my, down my top of my shoulders and arms slightly. And I've had many... Oh, armour. Sorry? Legolas armour. Uh, I've protected my shoulders. I'm therefore okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, I'd say that like it's you've got bits sewn into various places. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. So I've got, I've got various bits and bobs, and maybe I've got got a bit of stuff going on. Like my knees are padded slightly and yeah, stuff. So you've aped gimbal a bit. But on the front of the uh, the armour where it comes across my chest, I've had like an additional bit of leather put in that I actually slot the arrowhead in. Mm-hmm. And then put a little thing over the top of it, so it kind of like just sits there on my chest, so it's not on a rope round my neck anymore. And I generally I'm in the habit of letting my gr- my beard grow long, 
And then because I like new things, I'm always shaving different things into it. So one maybe one week I've got a moustache, next week I've got a goatee, next week I've just got massive sideburns and it just flicks all around. And then the last thing... I'm um, sorry, at the moment, what are you sporting? At the moment I'm sporting a, a moustache and a little goatee bit thing. Mm -hmm. So, And you don't really notice this from afar, but when you get up close and look into my eyes, there's a definite kind of like ripple of purple going in that's almost kind of catches the light. Has anyone seen your arrowhead? You're taking it out. Generally, it's kind of it's underneath where my cloak. So obviously, my cloak clasps clasps around the front, so it kind of hangs down a bit. So it's not visible. Anyone who was really paying attention would maybe see glimpses of it, but I've not made any kind of you know effort to show it off. So it's not completely covered when you slot it in. It's it's sort of open. So yeah, so it just kind of slots in, and then a little bit goes over the top of the um, the bit that would go into the tank. The tank, yeah. That goes over it, so it stays locked in. But essentially, you can mm -hmm. see the basic shape, and it's there. Okay. Yeah, Bleak can choose whether he's seen that or not in the past, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. Gimbal. Gimbal is around four foot. He's got mid-brown hair, which he wears long and in a plait. Mm -hmm. Got like sharp emerald green eyes, beaky nose with large nostrils, kind of chiselled features. His body shape is uh, quite slim knobbly almost but surprisingly long delicate fingers figure as a bard mm -hmm. and he wears brown leather armor with a white jerkin over the top uh, the leather armor's got metal plates sewn into it um, it doesn't it's not studied leather armor so it's the way we've done it is it's like stiffened leather bits so you're wearing what looks like normal clothes but it's like you've got leather bits kind of like your bullet bits sewn to it. Oh, right. okay. My apologies. So, yeah, he's wearing a white jerkin then with uh, leather plates sewn into it. He's got brown wool pants, wears a grey cloak with a hood over all of it. He has a black belt with multiple pockets and pouches on it with a hook on the right that, that holds his harp. Batman. Um, a baldric over his right shoulder, so he wears his sword on the left, and his bow slung over his left shoulder, wears nothing on his feet. And what does he wear on his head? Please tell people, because we, have, we haven't established this in canon yet. I just said the hood. The hood? On his cloak. No, the other thing. Oh, so, sorry, yes. Um, under, under, his, um, under his hood, he wears um, a pirate flag as a bandana. Nice. Sometimes the Jolly Roger up front. <laughs> Sometimes oh, yeah, nice in the di back. Different things with it, really. That, and that's that's a full-size. Full-size. Yeah, full-size pirate flag, like to the point where knotted behind his head, it drags on the floor. Yeah, yeah you can pretty um, much use it as a blanket, can't you? Yeah. Unfolded, right. we said it was, uh, was it five foot by three foot or something? Um, I, think it, I think it was five by four. Yeah, five by four. Five by four. Um, so I can wear it as, at the moment I'm wearing it as a bandana, but he sometimes wears it as a sash or uses it as a hammock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the Motley crew. So in the equipment that's laid out, some of that is going to be um, you know, a collection of crossbow bolts, arrows, there's going to be um, a bedroll for each of you. In practice, uh, each of you may choose which of the standard backpacks you, you, you want. Okay, But assume you have rations for a week and a half, but you're, you're talking jerky and beans and a little bit of flour. So Campfires like, are not going to be fun. <laughs> um, it's all dry stuff, so you need to find water to eat. Uh, but that's not going to be a problem because the area that you're going into is going to be very watery. You've got, in addition to your crossbow bolts, uh, you have been provided with um, little, they look like um, like hollow ball cage things with a point on the front, and that's like as an arrowhead. Um, so you've got those, so you could retrofit some things, but you'd have to spend some time doing that. Uh, and what you do is you place um, a fat-soaked rag or an oil-soaked rag in there. You know, you are provided with a small part of tallow, and a, you know, you're not provided with rags because, you know, fuck it. And Lane is going to join you, having been absent, and he is going to um, sidle up and he's going, right, Blink. Yep, you got my ass up. He just sort of stands next to you. This is pretty standard. He sort of, sort of stands next to you with his, with his, with his arms crossed. Right, Blink. Lovely weather, Reverend. Do you want something? And you can see that uh, he's actually got something in his hand under his crossed arms. I, well, I, I don't notice because I'm busy, like getting everything ready. Is there anything you want? Oh, right, okay. Get this and I put it. I, I get get it off him and I put it in a pouch in my. Yeah. Like, subtle blink. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit preoccupied at the moment. <laughs> Did your people say which way we need to head first? At this point, Gareth is actually going to uh, nod to Bleak. 
not to not speak. He's going to uh, nod to Knuckles and uh, depart. You know, while while you're while you're getting ready. Before you go, Gareth. I was going to say, did did he want to speak to Rue, or has he given up on that now? Uh, that's that's very much a once you come back. Okay. Oh, okay. So you meant before we left. Fair enough. You get the feeling that he had a, like an academic interest. Oh, okay. I am going to want the full the full payment, and if I don't get it, we'll see each other again. He simply nods and makes his way out. You and you look after it, okay? He doesn't even break step. He's, he's walking out. Your employer's an arsehole, Wayne. You said he was my employer. Mm. It seems like he's your employer now. And uh, Lane's gonna he's, he's gonna sort of pull out a, a small roll of parchment and he goes, That's all we got. And it's the list of names and it's some information about them, it's you know who they last talked to in the city, uh, well who reported their absence and it's which is usually, you know, a family member. Um, there is no information uh, next to the name of Gregor Cleman. Well, look at it. It says all you could manage. You're sending us out blind almost. You give me a day, I can tell you the life stories. We ain't got a day. Now, gents, if you're ready, if you will follow me. We are ready. Yeah, yeah. Gimbal's just going to hike his pack and... I'll be all road before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Crazy. Do we negotiate horses? Yeah, I requested horses. Mm-hmm. In fact, actually, I requested it and then we got distracted. I was going to request right. four horses and a fifth one in which to carry stuff on. And also, I was working on the theory that if there's one very important person to bring back, it could potentially be for them as well. Lane is going to lead you out, but he's going to lead you out the back. There's a small sally port uh, which doesn't face the main gate of the castle, which goes into the town. And he's going to lead you through... Um, what you'd call the postern gate, which is a small gate leading to um, the, the junction with the north tower, with the north wall of the city. He's, he's going to uh, open the door, just ever so slightly, hold up a finger to you guys and just wait a second. She's out of the door. I'm going to push past him. Please, Lane. Let's go on with this. No, no, boys. <laughs> Let's not be rash. He says, you know protocol. And that word means something to you. And this is, if you need to get something out of the city, protocol is how you do it. Okay, it's... Someone has been set up to start a chain of events. So if you want to smuggle something, you know, someone might have been set up to start a fight somewhere else so the guards go somewhere or wherever. Mm-hmm. Protocol. This is a common enough word to use. Um, sort of in, in terms of manners and things like that. So this is specific thieves can't. Um, do you wish to respond to that, or react to it, or are you still going to push past them? No, I'll leave it. Okay. So, uh, so you're, you're sort of right behind him, breathing down his neck, and he's, nips, he's not necessarily out, and nips his head back in, and he goes, and counting down, three, two, one, with his, with his fingers, and out the door. Comes out, and he expects to be followed pretty quickly. We all doing this? Yep, yeah. I'm pretty much frog marching him across. <laughs> You know, dragging it quite fast. So uh, you're going to be led out. There's a, uh, a, f- a few buildings quite close to the castle. There's like a, a clear area uh, between the first row of buildings and this. And he darts you out straight in between these two buildings. There's like a water butt blocking uh, the entrance. But once you get closer to this like alleyway, um, there aren't many alleys in the city. The houses tend to be built up against each other. So you're thinking this is like access to the, the rear or something. Once you get closer, you can actually see there's no one on this street, absolutely empty, um, which is slightly rare for a street in a city, you know, middle of the day. Come across, you, you, in, you know, behind this water, but it's tall enough to obscure you from the, uh, from the road, and you're into this alley going back. Uh, it leads you into a small sort of atrium type sort of thing, you know, like it's almost a courtyard, but covered, like an outdoor space just with, with a bit of a, like a lean-to cover over the top of it, um, sort of formed by the junction of several buildings. And he opens a door, leads you through it, and you're led through a series of very, very tight spaces that, that seem to be kind of in between houses. Uh, this looks very much like someone's personal bolt hole, like, you know, someone has gone to a lot of trouble to curate this, uh, this place out. You can see that there's construction in some places, like, you know, it's kind of naturally formed between houses and things, but it's, it's been improved. And it's going to bring you out in the district, very near to Bleak's apartment, to Slutwell Lane. 
say apartment is his, his one room that he's got. You're very familiar with this area. Most of you are familiar with the area. Uh, Blink knows it's like the back of his hand. And they're going to lead you down the street, obviously down towards the river. And to look around you know, a couple of times and make sure no one's watching. It shouldn't be too bad if we are seen at this point. An actual gentleman, and he just walks out into the street. Or daylight, there's people around, sort of milling around, doing their business, going about their, their, going about their, their chores and things. And he expects you to follow. You can do that? Yep. Just yep. In, into the follow river. Just follow him. So he's going to lead you down to the river. There are tons of bridges over this river. The idea is it is difficult to simply sail through. Um, so you have to kind of stop, portage it, you know, take your load off one barge and onto another. That's where people make their money, that's where the deals happen, that's where the, the smuggling goes on, is, you know, one box might not make it, one box too many might appear on the other side, you know, never might, you never know. You might have to pay over the odds to make sure that your boat doesn't get sunk uh, before you go out. So take you down to one of these, these many bridges and, you know, wharves and things that come over. Some are just like two wharves that have just, like, been put together, kind of thing, and lead you out through the main east gate. Just outside the east gate, there are two horses. One regular 15-16 hand horse and one very much shorter. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say technically it would be a pony, but it's kind of, it's bred for, for carrying weight. So you know, not quite uh, pit pony size, you know, slightly larger than a, than a pit pony. There's your steeds away. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's this? You wanted horses. No, no. We wanted horses. five horses. One each plus an extra. Good luck, gentlemen. And he walks back into the city. Can I shoot with the crossbow? Do you want to shoot with the crossbow? No. Yeah. That's it if you want. <laughs> okay. What do I do? Argue for the next half an hour who gets to ride the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else want to argue? I'll see you then. Right. Who, who wants to ride the horse? Well, I asked for it, so I'm more than happy to ride it. <laughs> Go for it. All right. Cool. Go for it. You guys. Roll, roll me an animal handling. Uh, Can I roll it too? But... Go for it, yeah. That'll be a five. <laughs> I got a 19. 19. I get the horse. <laughs> describe describe to me how you fuck up and how you get this horse. Go on. That just sounds like it could be funny. Okay, so this... Um, the horse has been put together a bit haphazardly and a bit quickly, and whoever's done it, because they were in a bit of a rush, didn't do all the, the buckles and everything up properly. So I, uh, very confidently, because I've seen lots of people do this, so I know how to do this, you know, I put my foot in the stirrup, go to jump on, and the saddle just twists on the horse, and I fall flat on my ass. Sorry, I'm trying to pitch you go. The clasp isn't on there, room. I pull the saddle back up, clip it on properly, and jump on. Come on, mate. Off we go. All right, then. We'll take turns. <laughs> yeah, of course we will. You just sort of literally like, reach under it, move move the saddle back to where Sorry, it is. And there's yeah, the saddle, saddle girth underneath just like striking the horse's ribs so it sucks in air. And it's like... And look at him. He's like, you idiot. <laughs> Do the other two want to ride a horse at all? Well, I've got the shortest legs, so I'd probably say that I'd probably be best on the pony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So she weigh nothing, so we can still put supplies on it and it not be any great hard. Cara, how do you I ride? I can play some music to make it I'll, I'm make happy to go walk. fast. I'm happy to walk. Can you walk? Yeah, yeah. I'll let you know that there is a thing you can do called force marching, which if you're just walking and everyone else is mounted, you're going at the speed of the walking person. However, you could go at the speed of a walking horse, unless you want to gallop and leave them behind. And you can do a thing called force marching, which is you walk ten paces, you run ten paces. Okay. And you can that that'll mean that you'll be subject to an endurance check, but you're pretty shit hot at that. Well, it'd be a constitution check. I'm going to suggest I scout ahead with the horse. I'm going to suggest that if you do that, we'll never see you again. <laughs> I'm going to suggest that that's not going to be the case. I suggest we first start off where the um, attacking army made camp. See what we can find there. I'll scout ahead, and it should only take you an hour, two hours to get there to, to, their, to their camp. So I'll. The the attacking army's camp is about a hundred yards outside the city wall. All right, so it's not going to take us that long. Yeah, where where they, where they made camp during the siege. It's, okay. it's pretty obvious there are still things there. There's still sort of bits and pieces there. You know. Well, I'm going to. Well, for that close, I can see it myself. I don't think well, we need to do much I scouting. Meant, I meant the. Um, like the commanders, so obviously the commanders usually take up a higher 
point, don't they? Uh, I want to go check that out. Okay, you're going to have to figure out where it was, though. Okay, I'll figure that out by going very quickly and scanning. Around. Okay, so you're... Um, so you go, you go up ahead, you're going to do... Uh, how is it you're looking around? What What is it you're looking for, in essence? What, so you, uh, are, you, are you looking at, at the marks in the ground? Are you looking at the leavings? Yeah, pretty much I'm tracking. So you're tracking. So I want you to roll, roll me a wisdom survival, please. It's 19. 19. It's, it is a massive confused mess here, but you do know that the vast majority of uh, the tracks kind of like avoid a certain area. There's, it avoids a certain area near the middle of the camp, uh, which is on a high spot. You can also see very clearly that there's a swathe of destruction as you know the, the feet of hundreds of people have, have passed to the east. Okay, right. Is, is Rue with me? Oh, even yeah, you'd be yeah. Like, Rue seems you as you've got some kind of like insight into these. Check for any kind of like magical arcana. Okay then, I shall do an arcana check then, please. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nine. <sighs> Nine, yeah, you're not picking up anything. You don't see any signs, you don't you know, see any weird lights. No, no, no like, scribbled parchments or anything anywhere? Nope. Yeah, just do a normal... You see bits of wood, you can see, um, like, some scraps of cloth here and there. Things that weren't worth carrying, you see. You can't detect so you, anything. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no, but shit yeah, everywhere. No, Joe isn't really flowing yet today. So the guy, Gareth guy can unlock cells with his mind, but you can't do anything. Look, it's very early in the morning, I'm a bit bloated from the lunch, or the breakfast, or brunch, or whatever the hell you want to call it, but we'll get round to this later on, alright? Karen, as, as you approach this area, you sort of look around and you go, yeah, this is the command post. There's the forward observation point. And, yeah, barracks over there, picket lines... For you know, draft horses. They didn't have many horses with them. They had oxen pulling various wagons. Uh, you know, as as it would make sense. You know, they, they didn't have cavalry charges or anything that you knew of. And uh, it and you look at it and go, this is. Um, I'd lay out a bit differently. We didn't need- put the privies there. Dear God, the privies are upwind. <laughs> <laughs> we need to figure out where There's the no whole palisade led out. Or where they started digging. Okay. Well, so the more the more Karahad starts looking around, the more he starts thinking these people are piss poor at this. No palisade, no bank, no ditch. What what if we sallied forth? And then you suddenly realise, hang on a second, why? How do I know the word sally forth? What is that? Like, I've heard that before. <laughs> like, in in a story that Gimbal was telling about some knights or something. It's got to be something doing knights. But if we did it, we'd fuck them. <laughs> yeah. So all these things start occurring to you. Like you, you know exactly how you'd lay out a siege works. You know, kind of. Well, Gimbal's just sort of going to pipe up with. There were a lot of them. I'm sure, if we just look for anything nearby, they'll have left plenty of uh, signs of which direction they've gone. Do you want to roll me an arcana as well, please? Sure. Oh, Nineteen. Nineteen. That feeling that you had last night of more, that sort of feeling of potentiality in the air, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't have picked it up if you'd have come to this cold, but because you've, you've experienced it pretty strong, you you sort of it, you get the aftertaste of it here. Okay. Just the aftertaste. Can I tell what direction it's coming from, or is it just like an all-pervading force? It's, yeah, it's just everywhere. Okay. It's very, very weak. It's very faded. Are you going to tell us that? No, because I don't know what it is. <laughs> So I'm just going to sort of sit there, like, sort of shiver up the spine kind of thing. Mm. And just think, you know, maybe I've got the heebie-jeebies. Right. I'm not going to think any more of it. You're going to take some inspiration for that. Okay. Shwing. Not yeah. immediately info-dumping everything. Just, yeah, uh, just before we do anything else and go anymore, I just want to double-check with Bleak that you're you're on the job with this, yeah? You're not, you're not planning on running off or giving up on it. It's like you are. You have taken the job and you are in this... To its conclusion, yeah. I'm getting paid for this. Okay, good. You just don't want to have to go chasing after you again if you decide you're going to run off again. Nimble's just sort of going to cock an eyebrow at you. Like, not not making it obvious, just sort of a corner of his eye. We've obviously all been chosen for this because we've got something we bring to it. And if one of us buggers off, it's going to really screw the rest of us over. So we just need to know in advance that everyone is on board with this. Because let's face it, you've got your pardons now. You could just bugger off. Mm-hmm. 
Gimbal's just going to say, I think we all need each other. We could end up facing an army. Strength in numbers. That's going to want a response from everyone. I'm all in. Uh, tell, tell us why you're in. I've got nothing else to go on. <laughs> 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 okay, so I'm going to look at Rue. If Rim. I don't have you guys, I don't have nothing. So. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to look at Rue. Uh, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to look at Bleak. Everyone looks at Bleak. <laughs> that would be the spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have to worry. I'm getting paid for this. It's a job for me. As long as we all do our roll. Nothing to do roll, with friendship. I'm going to say, Rue, roll insight, and you're going to roll it with advantage, because you are an observer of this man. Can I roll one of those 20s? Yep. Thank you. 15. Uh, with insight, uh, 16. What is your question? So you've got, is he hiding something? Is he telling the truth? Uh, what's he feeling? So you've got two questions with that. I have to answer truthfully, don't I? Uh, you can tell me. Am I might just like. allowed to ask direct? Well, actually, no. It's sort of yeah, it's sort of yes or no kind of stuff. You, you, so you ask, you ask what you know. Is he hiding something? Yes or no? What's he feeling? And we'll give you a broad brush. You can't with le- less than a twenty. I'm not going to give you no specific actual questions. Right? Okay. No, if you want actual questions, you're just looking at someone. You need like twenty-five or over. That's epic. Right. Okay. Um, but over twenty, you get to know if they're telling the truth or not. Okay. So yeah, those two. What year? What are you feeling as a general... If you were to give one word emotional state, what are you genuinely feeling? What's, what's Bleak genuinely feeling? Devastated. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, and is he hiding something? Yes. Well, I think that was a given. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wasted what? a question on that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I keep well, forgetting that you guys didn't know what we were No, no, about. yeah, we... So, Bear in mind, it's going to be on the podcast, and they're going to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it'll be a nice little kind of incentive to listen to it. But, but then yeah. there's stuff on the podcast you don't know about, because you don't fucking listen to. Yeah. So, don't listen to them all. <laughs> so, with that reply, right then, let's get to work. Are you going to pull your finger out and do another check? For... Yes. Because <laughs> we all high-five. Yeah. <laughs> Good team! Off. That's amazing. <laughs> Two. <laughs> what was that for? Oh, four. That, that, that was me pulling that. my finger out and doing another arcana check, and yeah, I'm just not not feeling it today. That's all. Right. We. I would suggest we look where the holes were dug. There's nothing here, is we're there? We're going back into town. No, we're going to look where yeah. they came out. Carahab knows yeah. where they dug because he hasn't seen it, but he knows that just behind that little breastwork and that line of te- there's that line of where the, those tents used to be. That's where I'd dig a hole if I were uh, sapping. How do I know the word sapping? Garahad, <laughs> <laughs> lead on. I'm, I'm going to tie the horse up and we'll leave the horse here for a while. Mm-hmm. On foot we go. Onwards and upwards. Okay, so we get to the hole. Mm. Um, yeah. Or holes. There's a single hole. One single hole. How big is it? It's about 10, 15 foot in diameter. It's not like a, a, a very neat hole. Okay. Do you think, Garahad, that... They all came out here. Definitely. Is there any indication of what kind of tools like they might have used to dig these holes? But you can check your like perception. Yeah, we'll do a perception then. Don't mind you talking to someone who digs holes professionally, so you're gonna get a lot of information here. None um, of which will be of any use. <laughs> Ask specifics. Okay. Was this dug by hand as in with tools and trowels and stuff, or was there some other device that we can't quite fathom? This was dug with tools. Right, okay, so it was just manual labour. Yes. Do we all know this? Or does Karahad know this? Uh, this is something that Rue was yeah. looking at this whole... Right, okay. Karahad didn't even didn't need to look. Of course you'd dig it with a hand tool. I mean, for fuck's sake, you know, what else mm. are you going to use? So they so, Saying these guys were, like, 100 yards from the wall, and they managed to get under the wall and then into the centre of town and everything. Fuck me, these guys were motivated. Must have been quick. Not even motivated. There's no way they could have got under the city in, what? A day, two days? Yeah. And well, cause, it, was on, it was on the third day, yeah. Yeah, so. cause that amount of damage. Can so, to, roll your wisdom check, please. There must have been something behind them. 16. <laughs> uh, with the damage they caused in the city, you would say that uh, running non-stop shifts and not really caring if someone died, you could do it. Right, so there's no... If you didn't care about body count, shoring up, any of that crap, you could get this done. Health and safety out the window. <laughs> <laughs> you can just see like this, this 
tattered this vest. Just get in the wind. So where are the bodies? Well, they'll probably stabbed him in the head and took him with them or something. Yeah, where are they though? They would have been lying around. Maybe yet. Okay. We're not getting anything really here. You can see this this hole sort of goes down and it's um it's not flat bottomed, it just sort of slopes off down into the depths. There's nothing here really. We backtrack the army to the the path of devastation. If it's if they've left any survivors, we ask them. Well, if this is where the hole came out, surely they should have left tracks from this point of which direction they've gone in. Yeah. Can I roll to see if I if I spot perception to spot this? We, we we've already uh, done the survival check to see the tracks. Right. So uh, you can see that there are tracks going off to the east. Hey, common sense. Let's follow the tracks. And towards Kotev. All right. Totally in agreement with you guys. But before we do, I just want to get in this hole and have a bit of a explore first, just to see if there's anything down there. Okay. So I, won't, I won't be long. So I just dip in the hole and grab a look. See. Okay. So it's a bit of a scramble down there. Yeah. And it's not a sheer face though. Uh, you're going to go down this hole, and it's the light kind of peters out once you get past it, but you can even still see around fairly well. Uh, what is it you're trying to have a look for? Just if there's anything else down there past the point of the entry that we'd not see, you know, any other kind of like, you know, tools, artifacts, things, blood, anything really. It's generally just investigating, but, you know, not taking 20. Roll me a, roll me a perception, and then roll me an arcana. 12 perception and 13 arcana. Oh no, sorry, sorry, 15 arcana. It's probably the best roll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The best roll I've done all night was with his dice. <laughs> the best dice. Yeah. Okay, uh, on the arcana, you are going to feel that, that sense again or more. Mm. With a perception, you're going to see that there are sort of worm casts and stuff in the in the hole, which are sort of free off a bit. You thought it was faeces, because it's really large, but it, you look at it and it's, it's earth, it's, it's a worm cast. So putting that together with what you saw, you're thinking, large worm. Mm. You can see, or your arcana check is going to lead you towards a particular spot. Okay. And you see a piece of wood that uh, is broken, mm. and there, there, are, there are several little bits of splinters next to it, but it's inscribed with something, and it's been burnt on in sort of broad strokes. There's no real... You wouldn't say it's concentration of this feeling around this piece of wood. It's not that. It's just... Yeah. If you had to pick a spot where this aftertaste of this feeling kind of yeah. was clinging, it would be around this area. Okay. And it has those marks on it. Is it a small enough piece of wood that I can pick it up? It's it's tiny. It's uh, it's about sort of four inches long. Okay, I take it out of the hole, take it to the group, and go. Found this. Does anybody recognise it? The the writing for the audio. Do you want to describe it? It is a series of angular lines, not particularly curvy, apart from a couple of them, and runes. Yeah, kind of runish, almost a bit like teen, if you were converting it into English. Mm. Gimbal's going to say, may I? By all means, if you think you can do something with it. Yeah, he's just going to look at it and just going to think, it's just going to, what does it mean? What does he it mean? He try and figure this out. Comprehend languages. Holy shit. Rude <laughs> twat. Yes, okay. <laughs> you forgot that. I picked it, didn't you? <laughs> no, no, this is brilliant. No, this is brilliant. Okay. So Gimbal's just basically going to think, he's just going to sort of zone out, sort of like tunnel vision kind of thing, and I'm going to think the letters are going to kind of glow and like rearrange themselves in front of my eyes into whatever it actually means. Spend the slot. Cool. This is what it means. Alright, okay. <laughs> cock and balls. <laughs> <laughs> I literally drew a cock and ball. <laughs> yeah. Was a, was a, yeah. And it's just got, yeah. Gimbal's going to have a little mini freak out. It's going to take him back to the first night where everything collapsed at the holes. And he's just going to start just start gibbering again. Blood, blood, blood everywhere. Can someone hit him? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've already kind of like you know cut into his chest with a knife. I think I think you two have a rapport in this kind of hurting each other. Yeah, backhand him across the face. Get hold of yourself, man. You're going to try and get away, or just let that happen? Well, he's he's I get, he's gibbering. He's uh, not he's not going to try and move. Cool. So I hit him across the face. 
and, and as his head comes back, I quickly grab his head and like say, so I see eye to eye to him and say, snap out of it, what have you read? Okay, I'm going to say, just before you do that, I want you to roll... Um, Sanity. Or no, whatever. yeah, you're, you're going to roll me uh, a uh, percentage dice, please. 69. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Come on. Okay. You, you, are, you are exactly as you do. You're, you're shaking, but nothing bad. You know, nothing snapped. Cool. He's just, he's just gonna look at bleak in the eyes and just say, "It's, it's just, it just, it's about blood. It just wants blood." It what? It wants blood. Yeah, it wants what, blood. It says it wants blood. It or? says blood. It says blood. Yeah. Okay. So, so yes. Yeah. Okay. So it says blood. It's giving off a kind of sense of magical aura. What is it with this magic? <laughs> I do not know. I'll, I'll be frank with you, I do not know enough about it, even of what I can do myself, to fully understand what's happening here. Like I said, I knew about this, and I tell you what, tonight, when we settle down around the campfire, I'll explain what I can about it to you. Okay. Right, okay, right. Let's head east. East? Yeah. Is it east or the direction we need to go? Yeah. I'm going to pocket this in, in my cloak for later, because mm-hmm. it might come in useful. Actually, how come he can read it, the bard who sings songs, but you with your magic can't do anything of any use, <laughs> apart from make purple sparks <laughs> and make things a bit cold? Every day every day has its dog. No, that's wrong. Every dog has its day, and mine has yet to come. But he's doing, <laughs> what well, I presume, better... More useful things than you. What are you actually bringing to this journey? This adventure? This is our rescue mission? I'm failing to see why. <laughs> what are you bringing? Um, Tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah, the fact that everyone's kind of like staring at me while I'm saying this, I'm feeling very, very on the spot. And Gimbal's just going to walk over, stand next to him and go, he's our friend. Useless at the moment. I'm just going to snarl. Come on, we're heading east. Hi, Legacy Gimbal. Cheers for that, mate. I actually really needed that. <laughs> okay, so you're headed east. Are you, are you going with some? This this is not hard. Yeah, I've collected the horses and we're heading east. I think we're still in yeah. kind of like early morning, aren't we? So no, this this is sort of the end of the morning. Okay, about late morning. Get off like eleven is. <laughs> Stop for brunch, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Second <Some> breakfast. <laughs> I'm going to swipe some sausages from the table, you know. <laughs> yeah, might, yeah just follow, follow the tracks, see where they lead. I'll be taking point. You're taking point. Like, you... tracking and looking and occasionally canc- uh, casting my own room. Like, Are you ahead of the party? Yeah, I'm a good, it? probably about 10, 15 metres ahead of them. Well, you're on the horse, aren't you? So. Mm-hmm. Just right next oh, no, to No, no, I'm not. I'm walking with the horse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so go ahead, but yeah, you can stick on the horse if you need to run. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're not too far ahead, so that's that's okay. Uh, the rest of you in a tight group. How, what's what's your marching order here? What are you doing? All of you. What what are you doing? I'm I'm on the pony again, riding along. Uh, I think I'm going to get out a little knife from my pocket and just whittle a bit of wood. Just a scrap of wood doesn't mean anything. Just sort of just picked up off the floor. Mm-hmm. Just following bleak. Okay, Carrot. I'm just following the tracks, just looking to see if anything sticks out. You know, anything that could show us anything that's happened just now. I'm walking alongside uh, Gimbal on the pony, and I'm not really saying much because I am actually having a long, hard think about my powers and what I'm doing here and stuff. Because what you said actually really did hit home. That I've been fucking useless so far, and I'm supposed to be doing more than this. I've been given a purpose, god damn it! I, I'm not doing it. The old kids loved it. Sorry. The old kids loved it. Yeah, that's about the only thing that I've done. Well, well thankfully, because that didn't rely on a dice. We did get. We did get. Um, we did get. Swift passage out of the city when we were chasing him down the first time. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that went quite well. So you weren't there, so you don't know. Mm-hmm. Seems a bit useless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair, all you've done so far is get us in trouble, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> <That's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you knew how much of a murderer he was? <laughs> I don't, do I? Like, that's. Okay, so uh, taking point bleak, uh, you're going to roll perception for me, please. Nine. So, anyone else being particularly uh, observant? I'm lost in my thoughts. Okay. Gim- Gimbal's constrained on the piece of wood. Carrot? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, so what would you say you're doing? I was in your mind. Well, I was just looking out for anything, any tracks or anything, of anything that mm-hmm. just showed where anybody, where any of these like thirty-seven. Are you, are you went. taking up the rear? For God's sake! Did I say anything? All these made more noise than I did. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, well, are, are you so, just in the pack with these guys? Yeah. Oh, you just mix about. Yeah, yeah not particularly taking a position. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Way. <Wait. laughs> I'll say it. Did I, I, uh, you're doing it yourself now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're in my head. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, roll me a perception, please. Eleven. Okay. As you start walking along, um, it, it's going to get into early evening. So you, you know you're not. You know, have you been killing the pace, or have you just been sort of ambling along? I think. Um, I, I'd I'd say fast walking pace. Yeah. Not to tire the horses, but mm-hmm. um, not galloping because. Cara, how do you know that any any army is as fast as its slowest person? So. That's why I'm on the yeah. horse, not yeah. pony. Yeah. <laughs> so they have carts with them. You reckon that walking pace is probably all right to okay. catch up because they'd be going slightly slower than walking pace. So you reckon you're probably gaining them if you're just you know, not killing yourselves. You've probably stopped for something to eat around midday-ish, you know, and, and kept going on. You know, stopped up your water. There are the land that you're walking in is grassland, and a lot of it is cultivated, and a lot of it is, I mean, this this is middle of summer. It's reasonably warm. There's crops in the fields, but you're following this absolute swathe of destruction through them. They've just trampled over all these crops. They haven't even attempted to burn them, as you would imagine an army would do. They just raise the ground on the way and all the way back to deny it to the enemy. Um, they're not interested. You are going to come along a village, which is near a big pond, small lake. There are hundreds of these little things, sort of little mirrors. As you approach the village, you can very plainly see that it's been gutted entirely. Would this be one of the villages that the people have been evacuated into the main city? No, you are you're too far out. Probably just outside the gate. Do we go round or do we head down? I think we at the very least we need to investigate. Again, there might be something in there to give us some kind of clue. Yeah, let's just check it out. Okay, so March order. Who's going in? Who's taking point? I'll take point. Are you stealthing in or are you... Uh, stealthing Okay, roll me a, uh, a high check. Roll me a, a dexterity stealth. Please tell me you're trying to stealth in on the horse. That's, that's, that's on the actually horse. a natural 20 plus 4. Yeah, so yeah, stealthing in on the horse. <laughs> so that's 24. 24, either get there. What's everyone else doing? So there's a, a, a gutted village that you're approaching. What's everyone else doing? Gimbal's going to ha- hop down off his horse and go wander among the buildings, see if he can see anything. Just wander straight in. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he's, he's, he's just, you know, he's naive and trusting. He's not thinking about the worst possible thing that would happen. Okay. I'm going to roll a perception check, though. Uh-huh. Twelve. What are the rest of you doing? I'm going to notice this guy's going to go straight in, so I'm going to try and protect him a bit, see if I can cover him. Mm-hmm. I am... Um pretty much going to do the same thing, but I'm going to head more in the direction of where Luke I'm going to see you, because I roll so high, you don't even know where I am. Yeah, just like, you turn around and go, right, where are we going, and Luke is just <laughs> not there. Okay, I'll stay with these guys then. You see, he toddles in, you oh, right, Ooh, okay. yeah, yeah. go, yeah. Okay. Roll me 2d10s again. 2d10s. Yeah, give me the aggregate, yeah. 79. Okay. Let's see, in fact, yeah, uh, both of you two roll me 2d10s. 2d10. Two oh, D10. Percentage dice. Twenty-three. Fifty-six. Okay. Low is good, by the way. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> Blake, you're taking point here. You come in. You describe what, where it is you're going. What What do you want to do? Imagine there's um there's a, uh, a it's just one road that cuts through the you know the village. Um, it, it, will, it will connect up to the main road leading to Kerava, you imagine, but it's kind of uh, northeast, southwest line. There's not much to this place, there's just a few farmsteads. It's like a, it's what we'd call a nucleated village farmsteads in and then farmland around that. Okay. I've absolutely disappeared. I've, uh, I'm that quiet, like, not even like the ants are moving. I'm just like moving through through the town, going through back doors, through front doors, just like, like melting with the shadow, in, checking, looking. 
seeing, being absolutely observant of everything around me. Roll me two d10s. 67. Okay. The thing that Bleak is going to notice, and you sort of skirted around, so by the time you sort of notice this thing, this is, everyone is going to notice this in their, in their own particular ways, is bodies everywhere. Everywhere. There are villagers lying around as commoners that you could recognise, um, just wearing grey, uh, mostly stained black now with dried blood. Looking around, you will start to notice that you know, these these folks have been butchered past the point of death. Like they they were dead, then they were hacked up. You can see that some of them are missing limbs, ragged marks. They weren't cut off. Bleak, you walk into a house through the back door and there is a man slumped over a table and his back is just gone. He has half a lung left and you barely managed to hold on to your stomach because he's been dead for a couple of days and this place reeks of him. Absolutely reeks of him. Could you roll me a constitution check, please? Fourteen. Fourteen, yeah, you, you just barely managed to hold it in. Everyone else, if you're looking hard, roll me a constitution check. Twelve. Nat one. Fourteen. Gimble, you're going to lose your lunch. I was going to say, I do, get a plus one, I do get a plus one to it, but yeah, for a nat one, uh, yeah, I'm just going to... I want breakfast. You rolled a decent perception, didn't you? I rolled a... I think it was a twelve. Oh, 12, was it? Yeah, I rolled a... Tw- I think it was a 12 for my perception. It was um, 17, 76 for my percentage die. 79. 79, sorry, for my percentage die. Okay. Bleak moving through this house again. You, you kind of want to get out of here. And uh, you, you know this is probably a dangerous situation at least, or you know, something bad happened here. And you come out, and you actually come out slightly ahead of the rest of the party. And you're going to start looking around. There is no sign of life here at all. As you're looking around, you see these ragged wounds, you see holes in people. You're not going to notice any kids. You're not going to notice any old people. And you're also going to notice that there are some bodies wearing a blue surcoat with white trim with a griffin's head on a black roundel on the front. Just one scattered up, laying out on the ground with half a body next to it. Quite a lot of able-bodied men, it seems, in this area. For those who don't re- remember, that's the coat of arms of Baron Jukif. And then you hear a roar from behind you. And we'll leave it there. <sighs> Dungeons and Dragons is owned by Wizards of the Coast. The game world is an original creation by Paul Bennett and Robert Sanderson. The song was Shards of Glass by Louis Barabbas and the Bedlam Six. If you want to get in touch with us with any feedback, comments, or just a random fact, it's swordnutradio at gmail.com, that's swordnutradio at gmail.com, or on Twitter at swordnutradio. Hey, if you want to give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever, go for it. That'd be awesome. Thanks for listening. Oh, that wasn't in character. I was, I was <laughs> expecting something bigger. <laughs> you build it too high. Uh, and if you look above you, the figure wearing white sitting in a cloud with the sun behind him, that's me. <laughs> Everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. Jaffa cakes to be bath. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> That's how I know I've done a good job of doing off. Quick query, was it a roll behind us, or a roll behind Leek? Behind, from the direction in which you came. Fair enough. Okay. At that point, uh, we're going to cut while our plane goes overhead, uh, and I'm going to look up something. And I'm doing nuts. I hate these because I just, just I love them so much. Isn't that a sausage place? It used to be. Like, Facebook. Last night, Facebook was all like um, a, a load of people that Cheryl knows in that area just going, oh, for fuck's sake, I can hear the, the food fighters from here. Kind of thing. It's like, oh my god, no. And then there's it's these two. <laughs> Bitch, you're like, yeah! <laughs> Best day ever. <laughs> um, can someone ha- uh, give me some of those things? Flapjack? No, you're a diet. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Who puts their feet that far out? Me, try. For fuck's sake.
Um, you're just an asshole, aren't you? Yep. You're just the worst person in the world. You're worse than Hitler. Well, Hitler wouldn't have been like. I can't bet. He understood good broadcasting principles. <coughs> Uh, for for Karahad, we were simply playing in that he was a bit concussed, because you know, uh, you were on one hit point. Yep. Um, and he still did better. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, so, um, um, so, uh, um, so, um, um, so, uh, um, um, you know, um, um, what would you do if we got all, all of them? Play? Play game? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would that, that actually make sense. Yeah. Um, because I, I'm giving you motivations. The reason I wanted you there wasn't because here is your quest, is I want to give you motivation. Mm. Some of you already have motivation to go and help this family and rescue these kids, but some of you are going to need a touch more. You know, uh, I mean, Bleak might go with his mates for a start, but he might not, you know? And then what do we do? It's trying to give motivation. You know, all that went off. You can listen to the, the recording if, if there's extra bits in there. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so someone ran off, raising the hue and cry, so I had the hue and cry going, and it goes into the distance, and then it comes back with more footsteps just as they leave. Ah, I didn't quite catch that. I'll have to listen to that again.